Hello and welcome to a mini episode of the Music Survival Guide. I'm Joe. I am Sans Phil this week, as he was Sans Joe last week. I'm currently recording this between Christmas and New Year's, so I am approximately 30 times the weight I was because I've eaten about 80 kilos of potatoes. I hope you had a great Christmas and I hope your New Year's is going to be suitably great. With this being New Year's and the time of resolutions, bear with me, it's not going to be all this hippie-ish. I want to talk about setting goals for your music or your band's career and achieving them in the next year, making 2020 your most successful year. Or whenever you listen to this, because I guess that's the power of podcasts, you could be listening to this in 3025. God knows why you would, but you could be. Anyway, let's get into it. So in the build-up to Christmas, I had a few meetings with bands that are looking to record next year. And if anyone who's listening has had a project call with me or a project meeting, they'll be quite familiar with this question. And I think it's, it's something that we could base a podcast on. So it's what I want to do now. So as a bit of a warning, this podcast might come across as a little bit hippie-ish. But I want you to stick with it, as there's going to be some actionables at the end of this podcast that I think will really, really help your band or your music project. So like I said, this is a question I ask every band. And that is, if we were to have this conversation in one year's time, where do you want to be? And I think this stumps out a lot of bands. That's maybe for multiple reasons. One is that they weren't expecting the question. And secondly is I don't think they've actually sat down and thought about that. With some bands, it, things can be an absolute roller coaster and things can start to feel like they get away from you. But with others, it's really easy to plateau. You might get to a stage where you go, okay, well, we've achieved the things we said we wanted to achieve when we set out and we can't really seem to kick on to that next stage. You might be gigging in your area but you can't get out of that area the opportunities aren't there you feel like maybe you're just recording for the sake of recording and that it's not going to progress into anything else but I think having this question in mind and sitting down especially at this time of the year because it's the best time to reflect on things will really help you kick on so I now want to break down what I mean into a few more actionables because like I say it can be a bit hippie-ish to kind of go, well, where do you want to be this time next year? And the important thing to also remember is that you need to be realistic with this. So I want you to now think, whether that be with a note section in your phone or with a pen and paper if you want to go old school, what's your gigging situation going to be next year? Are you big in your city and you want to branch out into, say, a surrounding city or do you want to break nationwide or is it a tour support nationwide or is it a tour support maybe in a different country obviously there are loads of factors such as you know visas and where you are geographically some places will be easier than the others but it's definitely something to consider do you want to be in a bigger place or are you maybe just doing open mic nights do you want to get to a stage where you're getting paid gigs by the end of the year these are all things to consider. So I want you to set these goals and then we're going to break down how we're going to do it. 
A second one to consider is how many releases do you want to do next year? Case in point, a band that I met with earlier in the year, they were talking about, oh, well, maybe uh, we want to get in the studio in the summer. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're a fresh emerging band and you want to do a proper release strategy, something I feel we've touched upon somewhat in the podcast, and there's definitely more room for exploration, is that this is going to take a few weeks. You don't just want to throw your entire budget at one thing and release it to nobody. So if you're going down the route of getting a proper production and doing a proper release, you're maybe looking at towards the end of the year, possibly December for your first release if you start recording in in the summer. So if you're a new band, do you want to go a whole year without releasing? What's your strategy going to be? It's something to definitely consider, as I know it's a frustration for bands that they feel like things aren't happening quick enough. Whereas if you go, okay, we want to release a song in June then realistically, you need to start looking at studios in December, kind of start getting these plans in place because studios aren't available, producers aren't available, mix engineers might not be available. It's worth kind of having these conversations and getting these things sorted as soon as possible. You don't want to settle for second best. Don't settle for second best. You'll, You'll regret it, I promise you. Other things to consider, I mean, I consider these more minor, but they are an important part of the game you have to play, and that is... Where do you want your social media to be? Do you want to be with 10x the amount of followers you have? Do you want to kind of grow your following in a certain way? Do you want to branch out onto different platforms? Maybe you're doing well on Facebook, but you kind of see a few bands are having success on Instagram, so you want to move towards that. These are all things worth considering and making a note of. So now you kind of have an idea of these goals. How do you actually want to execute them? And how do they feed into each other? So for example... If you're a band that's looking to break out of your local scene, how are you going to do that? Okay, you might look at reaching out to promoters in other areas, but are they going to come and travel to your city, be that 50, 60, 100 miles away, just to hear you play a supporting slot? I don't think they will. But if you have professional recordings and a great sounding release, then yeah, you can contact them and your emails will get a lot more responses because that is your CV. Same could be said for if you were going to go for a live release. I know bands that are doing this where they'll do a live version of their song so they can give promoters and venues and people who are booking acts a great insight into how the songs will be played live. Maybe your gigs are going to feed into your releases. Maybe you want the gigs to coincide with a single launch. Maybe you've got a fantastic opportunity coming up in the next few months to do a support tour. A support tour is an amazing opportunity for pushing a single out. Or you just might have an occasion where you go, okay, we've got this great opportunity, this great bit of publicity. It'd be great to have a single to come along with that. These are things you can't plan last minute. You're going to have these things in place well beforehand. Same with social media, really. It's a horrible part of the game, but some people will look at your social media before they'll consider booking you, especially for support tours. So having these things in place is vital for growth. Now you've got an idea of why these things are important. We need to discuss how you're going to get it. So I feel like I've kind of half covered it, but the best thing is to reverse engineer these things. So if you say to me, hey, Joe, we want to release something by August. Let's just, for the sake of simplicity, say a single. 
well realistically if you're going to want to do that and you have the best chance of a release and getting it to promoters and reviewers and bloggers you're looking at having maybe the finished article eight weeks beforehand so okay that takes you to june if you have certain people you want to work in mind if that's me great i'd love to work with you drop me a message anyway if you have a specific date in mind for getting stuff finished by it's worth contacting whoever you want to work with or the studio and seeing their availability. So the sooner you can do that, I'll be brutally honest, the better rates you're going to get, the more room there is to haggle. So again, that's a few months planning in itself. Do you need musicians? Are you planning on doing a music video? These are all things to to consider that's going to go towards the final product. So reverse engineer who you need and how long you'll need them. And more importantly, how much notice you'll give them if they're in demand, they're not going to be able to work at the drop of a hat. Another great approach to this, as well as reverse engineering, is look at how other people have done it. If there's someone you admire, be that a band or an artist, reach out to them and say, hey, really, really like that single. How did you go about doing that? Can I talk to you about release strategies? Can I buy you a coffee or a beer if they're local? Or talk to me and feel about it. I have loads of bands coming to me saying, hey, we saw you worked on this. How do we kind of get to a similar position? And and I can tell you things that people have done well and people have done wrong. It's kind of the whole inspiration for this podcast. So now that you've got some actionables and you can plot a rough route to success and where you want to be, and I also want to say realistic success, It's worth keeping in mind that you need to be a little bit flexible with these things. Things happen. There are things in this world that we have no control of, whether that be positive or negative. It's all good saying this is all hippie-ish and it's all maybe very un-rock and roll to sit down and write out some goals. But ultimately, this is a career. And like every career, you have to work hard and you have to set goals and you have to try and achieve them. So this is all I'm trying to help you to do. It's the reason why this question works so effectively when I'm talking to bands who want to work with me. It's because it puts everything into perspective and allows them to take a step back and go, right, what is it we actually want to achieve? Whether that be Spotify streams or anything, there's God knows how many metrics for it. But what is important is having them goals and trying to achieve them rather than just being aimless. So... That concludes this episode. It was brief, but I'm hoping you got a lot from it. It's also the last podcast I'm going to record this decade, which feels kind of weird. I just want to take this moment to say that the response we've got from this podcast has been really, really awesome. I've had loads of really fun conversations with people I've worked with, with people I haven't worked with yet. I hope I work with them in the future about the podcast and just hearing loads of great music it's 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 the best i'm I'm speechless about it so next year speaking of goals is going to be a big one for us we've got loads of exciting plans for the podcast that we really can't wait for you to hear and as ever if you want to get in touch about podcasts mixing working with me cardiff city team of 2005 
other areas that I know quite a lot about, you can reach me at joe at nevisaudio.com or you can reach Phil. I have to stress, maybe he's not so strong on the Cardiff City team of the mid-noughties. At phil at vortisoundstudios.com or you can reach both of us at musicsurvivalguide.com. As ever, thank you for listening and I hope this time next year we're having a conversation about how well your music career is going. Take care.